0: Good morning, everyone. Happy New Year. Welcome to a brand new year. (laughs) How often have you heard that said to you? Some of you that have a few years behind you. Well, here we are, 2024. I like to remind people we're 24 years after the end of the world. Now, why do I do that? It's a poke at those who, spent so much effort and emotional time and, and spiritual air in the uh, whole craziness about Y2K, end of the world, Jesus is coming and so forth. And yet here we are 24 years later, <clears throat> still with the same commission, that is, preach the gospel, heal the sick, spread the kingdom, Stand against evil, change the culture, salt and light. We're still doing what we've been called to do 24 years later. Here we go. Now, on this first day of the year, they're already predicting a crazy year, a tough year, the political ups and downs, all the threats of civil strife and uh, financial loss and the end of the dollar and the end of this and the end of that. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? Sounds just like 24 years ago when uh, the end of the world was coming because the computer, the precious computer was going to crash. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Enough of that now the reason i bring you to this thought is because i want to bring up good word on on seasons the seasons of our life the seasons of our life are so important yet we we miss the purpose of them often we'll go through a rough patch as they say or we'll have a a downtime or we'll you know we'll go through a time when we we're we lost a job or we go to go through a time when we had great victory. And then we look back and wonder, what's the matter with me now? I don't have great victory. I often remind you, or at least I've, <laughs> I've talked about it a lot. The woman who wrote Gone with the Wind, I believe she was, uh, I think it was Mitchell. She wrote one book and it became a world bestseller one book and the reason she wrote one book was because this became such a popular book. She could never do it again in her emotions, in her creativity. How can I write something better than that great book? Well, victories and successes can be almost as debilitating as failures. We look back and we say, well, I did that. How could I ever do anything better? So I got a good idea. Let's do nothing. (laughs) No, that's not a good idea. Why? Because the seasons of our life are for a purpose. For a purpose. I was 10 years old. Why? Why was it important for me to be 10? Well, ding, ding. Ding, ding. <laughs> so I could be 11. I couldn't jump my 10th year, nor could I have missed my 20th or 40th year. There had to be a succession of, of uh, years developing so that I could be in my glorious years now. <laughs> Amen. So those seasons are important. So here we are in a new season, a new year. Uh, We start over in our celebrations. We start over in our birthday cycle. We start over in our tax (laughs) cycle. Yes, hallelujah to that. But it's an important year for us because God has given us a brand new year to be faithful to his call and sensitive to his voice and attentive to to the nuances. I like that word. Yeah, those just the little changes. I often give the illustration of the great rocket ships that leave our Earth and go into the you know space. They have that huge flame that comes out the back. You've all seen it. It burns until it lifts that those tons of metal off of the. Off the planet. Eventually, they lose that booster, that booster rocket, they call it. They lose that and they get into space. So, when they're in space and they want to move, there's little air jets that come out and it changes their direction just a and they can move this way and that way. Don't need the booster now because we're in another atmosphere. We're in another uh, space where it just takes the slightest and they move. So it is when you walk in the spirit, the scripture says you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Isn't that something? Well, if I'm fulfilling the lust of the flesh, what does that mean I'm not walking in the spirit so how do you walk in the spirit well here we go <laughs> here we go let's read uh let's read just a snapshot out of uh, Luke 252 and the, the seasons of our life i love to plug in to the scriptures and jump right into the miracles of jesus you know Wow, let's go to the blind healed and the food being provided and the walking on the water. Oh, those are wonderful stories. But wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's read the second chapter. Jesus went back home. Let's see here. 52. As Jesus grew, so did his wisdom and maturity. The favor of men increased upon his life he was greatly loved by God. Now, King James says he grew in wisdom, stature, and favor with God and men. Those were seasons of his life. And look at this. Between that verse, the last verse of chapter two in Luke, and chapter three were 18 years before jesus came and walked out and presented himself to his cousin john the baptist and said i want to be baptized 18 years of silence from jesus now what did he do he had to grow in wisdom that's first thing that's mentioned and the second one is stature He had to grow up from a kid 12 years old in the temple He had seasons in his life. Years went by, the new year came, another new year came, 18 of them. Now in this 18 years, he was faithful to what God had called him to do at the time. He was a son working in Joseph's carpenter shop and Joseph died somewhere along the line. So he became the eldest son who supported his mother. So he was faithful to the, culture of the day and to the household uh, uh, responsibilities and to in the sight of God to be faithful to his parents 18 years Jesus had seasons just like you and I have today in this new year that he did what he needed to do to be faithful to what God had called him at the time many of you listening to me now have raised your families, your children, maybe you're dealing with your grandchildren now, but you were faithful when they were small to miss some of the things you would have liked to have done. You didn't get to go the places, didn't get to spend the money on yourself. You didn't get to have, you know, the, the time with your buddies or girlfriends. Well, that was a season that you invested in those children So that when they grow up, they invest back into you. It's just a marvelous thing that happens. So the first thing that Jesus did, it says here, he grew in wisdom. I want to flip over into uh, Proverbs 4 and 5 and read just a little bit out of the Passion Bible about about this wisdom thing. Wisdom. We well, here we need it. Uh, you know, we know we need it. We read about it. People tell us, "Wise up!" <laughs> I heard that. I heard that a lot when I was a kid. Wise up, George. Okay, so <laughs> it's important we do that. So, uh, Proverbs four, the fifth verse. Let me pick it up here in uh, the Passion Bible. <laughs> Amen. Wisdom is more valuable. It is is the most valuable commodity. So buy it. Wisdom is the most valuable commodity. So buy it. Revelation knowledge is what you need. So invest in it. This is the Passion Bible. Just a little different uh, phraseology as the King James. Wisdom will exalt you when you, exalt her truth. She will lead you to honor and favor when you live your life by her insights. You will be adorned with beauty and grace and wisdom's glory will wrap itself around you, making you victorious in the race." Oh, I love that. Those pros. Isn't that wonderful? He, it'll wrap itself around. So this is the first statement. In Luke two, Jesus grew in wisdom. Now we know that wisdom is a spirit. It's a sp- spiritual being that Jesus that God created and was there at the creation of the world according to Proverbs eight. And wisdom builds her house and so forth. Okay, now we can draw we can invite we can encounter and we can embrace the spirit of wisdom reading books going to school that's education you can be you can be educated you can be an educated fool they they, they, there's a statement that people use occasionally so brainy that they don't know how to close the door and keep the dogs out you know and Roll the windows up in the car before it rains. There's a wisdom that has to do with life. It has to do with the things in life that make a difference. Okay? So first thing Jesus did, he grew in wisdom. 18 years between the time that second uh, second chapter of Luke to the third chapter, where he appeared again in public and was baptized. He could not have gone into his ministry unless he had gone through those seasons of wisdom, uh, uh, growth in stature. Remember, he was 12 in the temple. He was just a kid at 12. You're not ready for anything. Go back home, kid. (laughs) Even though he had a lot of... Understanding spiritually, he said, I'm about my father's business. So he was already plugged into heaven, but he needed to grow up in stature. Why? Because at 30 is when his voice would be heard. If he'd have showed up on the shores of Galilee at 18 or 19 doing miracles, and the culture would not have accepted him, he was not a man until he was 30. Well, that's when he came down to the river and was baptized. Now, then he he was he grew in favor with God and man or man, man and God. Now, because he was obedient in the small things, his neighbors liked him and those neighbors liked him. And when he went to the store, the store man liked him. When he picked up lumber from the lumber yard, they liked him. Why? Because he had the spirit of, of peace and submission he was a good son and that gave him favor with the father also <laughs> okay well i wanted to drop this thought in your heart today that we have seasons this is another one let's not let's not uh, drown ourselves in bad news let's not plug in and you know suck in suck the the bad news out of, uh, out of the media. They're going to give you plenty of it. I'm going to tell you that right now. They'll give you plenty of bad news. So don't eat it. Don't drink it. Doesn't mean we, doesn't mean we're ignorant that it's, you uh, know, what season it is in the, in the nation. There's things we do to keep up with certain cultural things. Sure. That's not our food. That's not our bread and butter. That's not what we live on. We live by the word of God and we live by the spirit of God. So let's focus ourselves on this new season and thank God for the seasons that have come and gone. I wouldn't be the wonderful man of God and father. I am now, (laughs) come on, help me out now. (laughs) Give me a little break there. If it hadn't been for the sandpaper, (laughs) And the hills I've climbed and the battles I fought and the times I just had to grin and bear it in faith. And so it is with you, the same thing. You wouldn't be that sweet, loving person if you hadn't had the starch (laughs) worked out of you a few times through the seasons that God took you through and he was faithful to bring you to today. So let's rejoice together and I wish you a happy new year in Christ because you are in Christ. Remember that. Amen. Well, we'll see you tomorrow kicking off our new year. We're already on the go things happening. Got some plans ahead of us that God's already told me about. We're going to continue on our, our journey with uh, these morning videos as I, continue to hear from the Lord. Thank you for your prayers. You prayed for me last year. Many of you gave gave a gift last year that helped us financially. Most of all, your prayers have supported us and your likes and comments and sharing and subscribing and all that makes this program possible. I expect to have a harvest this year is going to be amazing. I speak into the future of our of our simple little um, morning session together. I speak a harvest this year of many, many wonderful things. Amen. Until tomorrow morning, may the Lord bless you and keep you. And may the presence of the Lord continue to be your guide every day.